This podcast contains explicit content. Let's begin the show by starting it. This podcast is hardly focused. What's going on, man? About it. Dissecting the news one tangent at a time. When there's nothing left to burn, you have to set yourself on fire. Welcome to Hardly Focused with Mike Tarara, Nate Fillers, Jack Gill. You can find us at HardlyFocused.com on your favorite podcast app on YouTube. Just search for Hardly Focused. Uh, Mike, hello. Hello. How are you? Doing pretty good. Good. How are things? Thing, things are good? Question mark. Uh, have you <laughs> finished your Christmas shopping yet? I believe I have. Technically, I need to buy something for my mom, but she doesn't like things. So I have to figure something out, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Okay. Um, I have a follow-up question for that, but Nate, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, same question for you, Christmas shopping. Uh, I took care of a lot of it. Um, my family's kind of like, we're kind of chill on the whole Christmas thing now. We're kind of like, eh, you know, don't worry about getting gifts for anybody. Let's just like hang out. So that's kind of, but I do have to get like, you know, my niece and nephew. Very important. Yep. Uh, and I still got my parents a little something, you know, cause you know, they gave birth to me. That's kind of a, yeah, they just hold it over your head every single time. Don't they? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I gave birth to you. Okay, thanks. All right. Jeez. And those first few years of giving them macaroni pictures just didn't cut it. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, I, I get I get them something, but yeah, my family's pretty um, low key on Christmas, pretty much. So, nice. I I got it. I got it taken care of, pretty much. Just have to get like a couple of things. But the hardest one is my girlfriend because. If you don't get your girlfriend the best gift ever, then yeah, just get some decorative <laughs> ribbon and wrap it around your dick. There you go. Mike knows that's what's not. Up. That's just an average present. <laughs> <laughs> we need we need great, <laughs> spectacular. Yeah, I you uh, <laughs> grab two self stick uh, ribbons and little bows and put them on your nuts. Oh, there we go. Upping Fancy. the whole package. Gotcha. Well, Nate, you're not wrong about buying the significant other. The best. It's hard. It, it, right? it, yeah, it is. Difficult. But, uh, well, mine is uh, presumably taken care of. So uh, let's talk about his cats. Yeah. I actually have not yet procured anything for the cats. Last year, I bought them a like cardboard scratching post thing that's in the shape of a castle but it's got christmas motif all over it but it's been sitting out in my living room all year and used oh no they use it they act i'm okay, sure okay. i'm surprised they use it at least they're not assholes like that <laughs> yeah my cats are uh they're, they're obviously cats they're uh, selective cats. about what they're into and what they're as not as opposed to presumably cats presumably. well there are like fake cats yeah i mean mine don't forget mine have those freak toes 
yeah many of them i think they still technically qualify as a feline but no uh they use that thing and then uh but of course because they use it and it's not something i just want to take out around this time every year uh adam not when he was here for the last episode but back in august or september whenever that was uh he's looking around the house and he sees this thing and goes so you keep your christmas decorations out all year do you like no it's just for it's a cat thing it just happens to have christmas motif on it but i don't think he was convinced i i, I have a feeling adam thinks i'm just one of those people who just never takes down the christmas decor so much work to take it down so much work to put it up i mean it's rewarding it's fulfilling in the end i haven't put yeah. up my tree yet i don't know if i want to put it up at this point i know why bother you fucking scrooge well i mean it's we still got time it's the cats i'm worried about <laughs> you're trained a man yeah cats and uh christmas trees i mean i'm sure i could condition them out of it pretty easily with my style of parenting but still it's mostly laziness i've put uh, like christmas themed things up around the house just no tree haven't done a tree yet because i'm just lazy see what you have to do is you have to dress up like a tree you have to stand there for a while and when they come to like mess with the tree you surprise them by being the tree and then they will never fuck with the tree again because they think the tree is you so <clears throat> about that so I, you're basically gaslighting them i mean they're cats <laughs> isn't that isn't that uh one of the many dictionaries word of the year gaslight didn't we, didn't we talk yeah, about i think it? so yeah yeah maybe we're not sure <laughs> no Nate, i like your idea i, I like that idea but i'm okay. gonna i'm gonna uh, pose an argument because if if, if you can see okay. on on my small finger here i've got a baby yoda band-aid on then i've also mm -hmm. got another band-aid on uh and this is all due to one cat picking one cat up today cat scratch fever and it's worse yeah, when they've yeah. when they've got extra claws so do you do you use like a towel do you like wrap them in a towel or you just kind of go for it oh i was just like oh you, hello cat you're adorable i'm gonna pick you up and uh, the cat was not no. having it no so they, I, they play on their terms they do when i want the cat's attention the cat's like well fuck you i don't care but yeah. when i am in no uh mood nor condition to want the cat that's when the cat wants to to pay attention I'm still I'm I'm still fairly new to cats, so we're figuring oh, this out. As we're I'm not an along. expert by any sense. I just are they jellicle cats? Are they what? Jellicle cats. Jellicle cats. Jellicle, jellicle, jellicle cats. Jellicle cats. The reference is lost <laughs> on me, and I apologize. Uh, <laughs> you, you really should enjoy the new movie, Cats. Oh, that yeah. Uh, uh, maybe I'm better off. I mean, there's also the you know original you know Broadway, Broadway. show that includes that same song, but I wasn't even into that. that CGI cat assholes. So right, and uh, you gotta have those. Yeah, plus James Gordon as a cat. As a cat. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a bit redundant when I say a cat's asshole and you say James Gordon. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> about the same thing. Mike, what you did there. Mike, Mike, go back a little bit. What are you saying about your mother not doing Christmas? No, not doing Christmas. She's just like not, she doesn't do like, like she doesn't like receiving gifts because it's just like, I'm trying to clean out the house. I don't want material stuff. So it's like, like what the fuck do you get this lady? Does oh, anybody yeah. like, does anyone like receiving gifts? 
I always just feel my two kids fucking love it, and then I have oh, okay. a well, I mean, just full of shit. Yeah, I mean, it's kids a certain, are, yeah. are in their own little world. I mean, like people, people, like I'm people all, that are real. I'm <laughs> always, kids are kids are in Narnia. Yes and no, but as an adult, I can just buy the shit that I want anyway. I don't have to wait for Christmas, so it's kind of like what? yeah, it's weird, right? It's like okay. I don't know. I'm in the, I'm in the same boat. Um, I absolutely appreciate like receiving something, but then especially around Christmas, then I feel like I need to reciprocate. And yeah, I'm it's so, like, a- if, like if I had money, that'd be fine. I mean, a story of everyone's life, but mm-hmm. also a couple of years ago, I think it was in the wake of just, you know, splitting up with Kate is I really went out for my family on Christmas. Like I, I, I can't top it. I, 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 Unless like I buy like cruise passes for everyone or like take everyone on a on a vacation. I don't I can't top twenty twenty. I mean I think it was also a side effect of just, you know, the the isolation, the pandemic, all that. But because uh, I was the uh I was I bought my cousin's kids a switch that year and I wish oh man, I, I wish I filmed their reaction opening it because it was literally every video you've ever seen of like the kids opening and and 64 on christmas day like just oh, their reaction yeah. to it and i'm like i that's it that's this is the peak you can't, get, you can't go there you can't go get above that you set the bar yeah so uh um, I, I don't want to be like too much of like a a grinch or an eeyore about it but like i think that's why i never really liked christmas because it I love people getting me things and I love the things that they get me and I love getting people things, but there always seems to be like a mit, um, like a mismatch, like unbalanced, like, okay. Like I usually end up appreciating it a lot more. And then I feel like what I got them, I fucked up. Like I just didn't get them something adequate to what, and it's, it's mostly because I'm not the best gift giver and it's not because I don't pay attention. I'm just like, I just suck at it. There's just some people that just suck at it. And I'm just one of those. It's just like, okay. Like I, I put a lot of thought into my gifts. Like, okay. Like it would be really nice to get somebody like, like a calendar, (laughs) you know, like, you know, like, but I don't know. I can't really go into specifics, but I've never felt like, oh yeah, I nailed it on that gift. Unless you spend like $200 and you're like, okay, I definitely nailed it that time. I feel the same way. It's just like, I not like inadequacy, I guess. I mean, you can say about anything about me, but uh, like whatever I procure is never going to be better than what someone procures for me. Yeah, but there's also the the thing that happens when you get somebody too nice of a gift and you're like, okay, I, I succeeded this time. And then you give it to them and then they get mad at you because it's too nice. And you're like, God, there's, there's like this very fine line that uh, gift giving is just a nightmare for me. I have Does nightmares and often? anxieties about it. I mean, yeah, I mean, who knows if it's like, in jest or if it's like actual like anxiety of like oh like now the the tables are imbalanced and now i have to get you something super nice because that's like a gift thing when somebody gives you like something stupidly nice and you know it's expensive you now feel obligated to to get them something crazy yeah too 
or you feel inadequate about what you got them. And it's, it's just, maybe this is just me because I'm, I have mental health things. I mean, I'm the same way, but I've also had people tell me too, like you shouldn't have done this and and not like that in jest. I oh, should have done this. Like when they're like, like no, really you shouldn't this have is, done this. This is weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's kind of where I've well, maybe been. You shouldn't like, have put the severed horse heads in their bed, Jack. Okay. Yeah. And you know, what's funny about that. Those are shockingly easy to procure. It's true. I know. <laughs> I don't know. Gift giving's just always been weird for me. Yeah. Like there's, I, there's a whole NPR thing about that. I heard this morning. There's a whole segment scientifically as to why gift giving is stressful, why it sucks and why it is different for the gift giver as opposed to the gift receiver. Completely insane. But yes, you guys are not alone. Cool. How do you guys feel about like those lists that people like the Amazon wish list? Does that feel kind of like cheating or like cheap or artificial or like just for the gift giver? It always will for the gift receiver. It doesn't, but there's never going to be a joining of those two. Fair. It just I, always seems you weird. want the surprise. You want to say, I thought of something for you. Exactly. And that you and you, you're the job that you want is to have that, that switch reaction that Jack got that. Yeah. Oh my God. But what they want is I want something that I know I want, which granted it might've been the switch anyway, but that's a, you know, a shot in the dark. And then what are you going to do? You're going to try to top that every single year. It's fucking possible. Right. So it's, it's ever, it's, it's always the the balance. It's tough to find a balance. And most of the time it's, it's the, the scales are not balanced and it's always the, you're overdoing it. You're underdoing it. I mean, Sarah fucking a always, I literally have to tell her to stop fucking buying shit. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're there. The kids are going to be fine. It, it, she always feels like she's not giving enough. It's like, no, 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 yeah. Ca- calm down. That's how I calm feel. Down. Yeah. I, I literally had to lay out the entirety of our presence to the kids and go, it's not just coming from us. It's coming from grandma and grandpa, Mimi and Papa, like, and all of the cousins and all the aunts and uncles. And I laid everything out in front of her. And then she's like, oh yeah, we've got enough. I don't need to buy X, Y, and Z. I'm like, God damn right. You don't you need to <laughs> yeah. breaks. Yeah. That's how, that's exactly don't how need another I kitchen feel. set. I feel <laughs> I feel exactly like that, except, except I have $100 in my bank account and I just took my cat to the vet and it was a $400 vet. <laughs> so, yeah. So please come to my live shows. Yeah. Please <laughs> buy my albums and shirts. Yeah. Um, Nate, how's the, speaking of how's the show circuit going? Oh, it's been good. Um, I don't want to get too ahead of myself or just talk about me too much, but it's, it's really fun getting in front of people and saying silly things and people either cringing because it's just so like punny and just bad, or it's just really weird. And it's just things like they don't, it's just like one of the most rewarding things I think I've ever done. It's just make Do people laugh. Coming up. I don't for now. I'm taking like a little bit of a break because I think and don't. Well, I guess because it's going to be recorded, I'm going to be held to it. <laughs> I, I believe I'm going to put out a book. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I think that's my focus for next year. This year, I focused on writing all year. And I think it's time to, to get a book out. I met somebody that's published a book. 
and she's going to help me with like the, you know, how to deal with publishers and, and editors and all that stuff. So she's going to walk me through the process and help me out. So sick. I think it's time for me to put that book out that I've been talking about for the past five years. All right. So you know what that means, guys? You've yep. got to hold his feet to the fire. Yep. But yeah. I mean, do it. This time next year, if you don't have a book out, we get to go break your kneecaps, right? As long as it's both of them. Okay. All right. <laughs> and then you can put that as the next chapter in your book. Yeah. I'm just going to start yeah. incessantly quoting Family Guy to use Stewie's exchanges with Brian over the status of his book. <laughs> and it, how high of an octave can you hit there, Jack? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, the circuit's good. Comedy's fun. Okay. Everything's great. Now, are you doing uh, shows where you're on the bill, where it's like pre, uh, I guess, like written stand-up, or are you doing more improv, open mic type things? Oh, so I love writing. I've never. I the weird thing about comedy is that most of the comedians are just amazing storytellers. They're just so good they can articulate and navigate through funny shit that's happened to them and it's just it's a pleasure to watch me on the other hand whenever i try to like even if i have like the most amazing funny story that happened to me i somehow figure out how to get lost in the story or i just don't say it right and people are just like what the hell happened so what i do i actually have some right here i have note cards and nice. I write one-liners on the note cards and I kind of am like a Mitch Hedberg, Dimitri Martin, <laughs> like uh, Stephen Wright, uh, Jack Handy kind of mashup. Nice. There's somebody else I'm forgetting, but, uh, but yeah, it's like a, just a combination of that. Just getting weird things out there and just seeing what people do with it. Yeah, most of them are puns, and I had a panic attack because I had a, a show in Boston uh, a, a few weeks ago, and I realized my entire set was almost all puns, and I just had like this moment of like, oh god, because puns are the most divisive things ever. Like you either people either love puns or they hate them, but I get I love it when people hate them too. Like if you hate a pun or you sigh or you shake your head, you're like. No, nah, that's 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 the reaction too. <laughs> so is that uh, your book? I mean, and obviously you don't have to go into detail about it now. But are you thinking more just like anecdotes, like Gene Shepard style? I'm just thinking stories, so short stories. So it's probably going to be mostly one-liners, but it's probably going to be an assortment of of things. I'm going to attempt to put little stories in there too, but I'm garbage at telling stories. So maybe that's just not my forte. Maybe I'm just like a joke writer, but like, I don't want it necessarily to be thought of, of like, Oh, this is just a joke book. Cause you know, those are only read when people are taking shits and there, that's nothing, there's nothing wrong with, I mean, <laughs> people reading a book is reading a book. That's fine. I don't care if you're taking a shit and reading my book, but I just feel like, if somebody gives you a joke book, do you ever really read all of it? No, because it's like it doesn't have like anything to keep you reading or turning the page. So I have to figure it out. I have a year. You have a year <laughs> <laughs> to figure it out. You know what you should do? A what? flip book. 
When was yeah. the last time you ever saw a flip book? Oh, that would be amazing. They just have just have you know jokes in there, and literally on the the bottom corners, it's an entire flip book. Yeah. Oh, that would be so good. Oh, do you remember Wishbone? Hell Wishbone, yeah. The Wishbone books always had like a little like Wishbone animation in the corner. You're right. They did. I forgot all about that until we were just talking about it now. What's that's the story? Wishbone. Yeah, a little little dog. Yeah, Northanger uh Northanger Abbey, I think is what it was called. I can speak. That was my favorite. Gotcha. Uh that was a great show. And yeah. He's uh enjoy watching that. Uh I think it was on PBS. And then you get the people who talk about the behind the scenes and then it's all ruined for you. Yeah, we don't, we don't talk about it. We, we, <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything, everything's hell. Everything's Satan. Yeah, it was all, it was all Wanda's fault. Like crazy yeah. neighbor. Uh, yep. But there was the wonderful program programming block. It's going to be one of those nights for me. Programming yeah. block after school of wishbone followed by where in the wherever is Carmen San Diego. Mm. Oh yeah, where Classic. the one of the grand prizes was Encyclopedia Encartica, uh, or Ooh. was it Encartica or Britannica? No, and I don't think it was Britannica. What was Encarta? Isn't it? It was Encarta, wasn't it? Isn't that like three thousand dollars? Microsoft. Okay, Encarta. Microsoft Encarta. Yeah. Yes, the digital digital version of a oh, the digital oh, the digital version that's probably not as much but like the books themselves are pretty expensive they probably started with the books and then once Encarta became a thing then they switched over to digital maybe maybe it also fit in with digital, the digital oh, maybe also fit in with the uh what the space theme that they had going on. I was like, where in, where in outer space is Carmen San Diego? Where in, where oh, yeah, in, I remember that. Where in time. But uh, uh, Festivus is coming up soon. Oh, okay, too. it's only 900 It's only $950 for that's, the it's it, it's it. encyclopedia. Well, you know, Implants you, available. You know what's free? Wikipedia. <laughs> for now, I, I, I'm having little panic attacks because I keep on going on Wikipedia and it's like telling me to donate it's like a membership drive for pbs yeah did they send you a nice tote bag if you donate i feel like i well i clearly don't have the money to donate but i'm like thinking about what happened to twitter we can talk about that at some point if we want but like when it becomes more about like a profit making or if somebody else takes over wikipedia we're fucked like if somebody else is just like yeah just do whatever you want like, can you imagine, like, it's pretty well managed right now. Somebody else manages it because they're, they're like, ah, oh, fuck, no one's donating. We're not making enough money. Fuck this. And they sell it to somebody who's just like, uh, information should be whatever. Then we're fucked as a society. Yeah. Wikipedia is the only real thing holding us together. And that's a sad statement. Wikipedia is just one of those things that once it's gone, yeah, yeah. You, you you don't know what you got until it's gone. You take people it for granted. Know, people will not know what to do. How many they times, like per day, on average, do you say you go on Wikipedia? Seven. Yeah, that sounds about right. If you just like have some random thing that just comes to mind that you want to look up and then do research on, 
Yeah. Or just like see what like the story is for like a band or like who did something on what album or, you know, a movie thing or what this actress is doing now or what happened to so-and-so. Yep. Or I was reading about now, thanks to Reddit, but I was earlier today reading about naming laws in Sweden because apparently someone named their child uh, a smattering of just random letters. I think no less than 30 characters long, but the name was pronounced Albin and it was Hmm. to circumvent some law that Sweden has in place about uh, names. Uh, yeah, I gotta say, there's I'm I, I'm on a I'm on a Facebook page called That Name Is a Tragedy, and honestly, I think that some of those laws should come to America because some people, sh- the fact that they're allowed to you know physically have kids in the first place is a tragedy in itself, and then they fucking name these kids, holy fuck balls. Do you remember any of them? Uh, I can I can look them up in a couple seconds and find them for you. The same Great. Awesome. article I was reading, there's controversy over a family that wanted to name their child Metallica. And eventually they were able to because there was already a grown woman living in Sweden whose middle name was Metallica. And no one thought twice about it until another, uh, you know, another family wanted to name their kid Metallica. I bet that pissed Lars off so much. Name name him Snares. <laughs> then you won't have a problem. <laughs> name him Snares, man. <laughs> um, well, a lot of this it's spelling things like Sydney. I want to name my kid Sydney. C Y D N I E. That's cyanide. That's exactly what people were commenting. I mean, I'm reading that as cyanide. Mm-hmm. Proud to announce my baby's name is. Prey, P-R-A-E-I-G-H hyphen Lynn, so Prey Lynn, which means automatically they're Southern. Uh. Decemberly McKinley. So December, L-I-G-H M-A-C, capital K Y-N-N-E L-I-E-G-H. Nope. Prey Lynn, Decemberly McKinley. That's a whole lot of nope from me, dog. My four kids, Raiklin, I think, R-A-Y-C-L-I-I-N. Raiklin. Kirian. Kirian. K-E-I-R-Y-A-A-N. Zaley. Z-A-I-Y-L-I-E-E. And Brexton. B-R-E-X-T-Y-Y-N. What the wow, hell? And Brexit. That's what I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do these people realize they're setting, like, what they're setting their children's lives up for and doing River, that? Brindley, and Emerson. All with Ys. No eyes. Uh, oh my gosh. Or O's. I always yep. just cringe when uh, I I see someone who's named their child like Braden or Jaden. Jaden. Yeah, or Jackson with an X. X. Or uh, are are is Nevea still popular? Or did that drop off? Uh, hopefully, that's dropped off. It's still fucking just you know a tragic name anyway. It's Nevea. It's Heaven Backrack. Ah, and there's still Arias out there too. People are still on that Game of Thrones train. I'd rather have Arias any day of the week. Arya at least makes sense. That's like it's a real name. It's actually you know even if you spell it the you know the Game of Thrones way, it it's you know it's a sing it's a thing about singing you know. Mm-hmm. So at least there's a legit backstory to that name. God, 
uh mike when you, when you were having kids did you uh have any names even like as jokes that you threw out there suggestions that sarah shot oh, down? i would piss sarah off so fucking much <laughs> so much i'd be like all right um so all right last name is tarara all right um bruce ulysses tarara and she'd be like and then of course we were always worried about like the initials too like she'd be like, but <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with that they're regular names it's just like hey ulysses is not a regular name you asshole i'm like all right and she's like, okay what, what else all right all right all right um evan anthony tar eat no 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 we're not doing names we're not doing like and, and so I, I go through and just just needle her with all these different names and sometimes i'd put out like random names like like Braden, caden and jaden she fucking hates those names Wow. Like, they're so just like, oh, like they're just so overdone. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, no, 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 no. So, yeah. And just imagine businesses. Give them regular, normal names. Businesses and the world in general in, in about 30 years being run by an army of Bradens, Jadens, Cadens, Kayleys, Bellas. Mm. Uh, Mike, I uh, got one for you if you ever have a third child. Uh, Christopher, Ulysses, Nicholas, Tarara. There you go. <laughs> Multiple middle names, but it's yeah. all worth it in the end. Uh, Nate, I'm sorry. I feel like I uh, stepped all over you. What were you going to say? If oh, you I was recall? just trying to remember who the the Game of Thrones girl was, that the dragon's woman. Daenerys? Yeah. Then a lot of people name spoilers for yeah. people who haven't finished Game of Thrones. You've but had a couple they, of years. Deal they, with it. they kind of regretted naming them. Mm-hmm. That and I think that's an should have waited thing. for the st- the story to end. Uh oh, <laughs> yeah. a lot. Uh, some of them named Khaleesi too. They instead of naming him Daenerys, they named Khaleesi. Yeah, that's a oh yeah, that's true. But yeah. still, and pretty just bad. remember, kids, you're allowed to legally change your name <laughs> when you turn eighteen. <laughs> yeah, I deal with enough names at work to know that giving your kid a unique name is not a good thing. It's a selfish prick thing to do. Because every single fucking day of their life, they're going to be like, oh, your name's Adam? Yes. E-D-Y-A-M. Adam. Fuck you. Your name's Adam. A-D-A-M. Get the fuck over yourself. And he's going to have to explain every single fucking day how his name is spelled like a dick. Mike, you would have loved loved the conversation we were having last week. Oh, my God. Nate, you were here for that. We were talking about Adam's name because Adam spells his name is spelled with two A's or three A's technically. A-A-D-A-M. Oh, that's legit. That is legit. I thought it was like just some sort of like shtick. No, it's I've I've known Adam for almost my whole life. It's A A D A M, A A Ron, huh? A A Ron. That's exactly that's what, what he said. said. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not a parent. And why so did Why really did his say. parents do that to him? It's just they they set him up for. He Failure. never really explained it, but they just set him up for a life of a a lot of questions. Yeah, exactly, I, exactly. He could have been Adam. But now it's not. Oh, it's a Adam. It's a Adam. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Did you have a, a, a stutter? No, no, no. It's a Adam. Is there? Is it? I'm trying to decide if it's worse giving your child like a super unique name or a super like plain, like boring, like you know, one that you can't look up. I guess. I mean, which saying out loud is probably a good thing to do for your child is like, Oh, give them a name that you can't search for them because there's a hundred John Smith's. 
Oh, the, the, is how Googleable is it kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I think like, okay, but like, you know, it just feels weird giving like just somebody else's name. So like, I don't know, like that name already exists. It's, I, there's like want something, my kid, I want my kid to be unique. I'm like, if you're going to be unique, they're going to be like literally on. the only one in entire Google history. You're like, oh, I know exactly. I can, I can stalk you now. I mean, it's crazy what kids pick on for. It's like, you know, there's people who are really tall at a young age and that's, that's good. Like in, but if you're the only one, you're going to get picked on for being tall. Yeah. Like, fine. I'll just be better at reaching the hoop (laughs) or reaching things in general. Just reaching. Yeah. Yeah. This guy sucks until you need his help. Then all of a sudden he's the greatest person ever. Mm hmm. I don't know. I'm not ready for parenthood. Clearly (laughs) having anxiety of like, Oh, I don't know. I had like a joke that I was like, what if I give birth to a psychic and I give them the wrong name? They 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 already know. know, They already know their name. Yeah. I'm going to name you Cleo. Yeah. There's no win. There's no win for this guy. Uh, You ever notice that like criminals are always James Earl? No, no, they're always three names. Three they're names. always three names. Always three names. Yeah. But James Earl always seems to be like the, the, James Earl Ray. Yeah, James Earl Jones. James Earl. Uh, did you ever play Manhunt? I never did. No. Nate, did you ever play that? It was by it was by Rockstar Games. I played it once, I think. Yeah, so I don't really remember much of it. I, I might be game. confusing it with Slender Man. <laughs> yeah, it's about the same thing. The protagonist in that game was a criminal named James Earl Cash. Which I always think oh, okay. criminals are just uh, the James Earl just seems to be like if, that, if that's your name, you're just set up to be uh, a criminal set up for a life of crime and it, uh, uh, notoriety as well. Yeah. Why is it that criminals are always referred to by their full names? I, I don't know. John Wayne Gacy, Paul John Knowles, Lee Harvey Oswald. That's what you do when you're in trouble. Hasn't haven't you ever been in trouble? Your parents lay out the full name when you're in trouble. John Wilkes Booth. Yeah. Like whenever I got in trouble, it was Nathan Patrick Fillers. Then then you knew. You knew. When I you knew got I was that middle dead. name, you're like, I fucked up. Fucked. God damn it. And that's the the problem is that's why I go by Nate. Because there's a negative association with <laughs> like my full name. Like when I graduated and they said my full name, I was like, oh, no, this is, I got in trouble. I'm triggered, man. Oh, God. oh no. Uh, I'm fine. I'll go into timeout. Okay. I'm sorry. At least you don't have a Roman numeral in your name. If I ever Would got... they use that when they yelled at you? Oh, yeah. My mother. My father. You know, his soft. I mean, rarely did I ever see my father's uh, rage. My father's now, just so soft. Was there, was there a second tier? Was it always like your full name? without the number and then their full name with the number was there like that that next year there were three tiers it was always jack and then jack gill and then the full name with the suffix Ooh. oh okay and if that if if that was coming out then uh suicide was the better option at that point yeah yeah that's probably why be locked in the attic and fed fish heads for a week for my uh misdoings Fish heads, fish heads, roly poly fish heads. So that's why I think all bad guys get three names because we always associate it with evil. Yep. Here you go. <laughs> we did it. Good work. 
Usually, usually I just get to their middle names and then it's good enough. Okay. And your I kids try to keep I try to keep the full three names to when it's really bad. And your kids yeah, have figured out their middle names at this point. Like they know. Oh, you're they know. To them. Oh, okay. they know. I wish I could have had. They'll a cool correct you. Name. We'll call. I mean, we call her Gigi for short. Sure. But when somebody's like Gigi, she's my name is Genevieve. Damn girl. All right. <laughs> for now. She's a strong, independent woman who don't need no man, and she's three. She don't oh, need yeah. nobody. Oh yeah. Uh, Nate, what? What do you wish? What are you wishing? Oh, I wish I had a cool middle name like, like Trent Reznor, like Michael Trent Reznor. Oh, so you just go by your middle name? But dude, that's a fucking awesome name. I Trent know. Reznor. I know a guy. I mean, not for nothing, Michael's an awesome first name. I mean, it is. It um, is common, uh, though. It's common as fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. I'm, there's nothing wrong with Michael. I'm just saying, like, it's a cool I used, name. I used to work with a guy who his name was Ashley, but that was his middle name. And mm. uh, it took a few years for us to learn that. Uh, he was going by his middle name the whole time, but boy, was it great when he was talking to people online via email or messaging who uh, had never seen him in person before and assumed they were talking to a woman. And he would always, he, he would revel in the, the, the ways in which people would communicate with him because they would just assume he's a female. So they'd, they'd just, they'd be a little more soft-spoken. They'd be at times fl- flirtatious and Ash would just be like, I got a dick. Well, I'm a guy, so <laughs> I used to love telling people that too. Like going to uh, going to different studios and uh, talking about Ash and and, and Hi, like, my name's Ashley. Whoa, okay. There was one. I was up in Canada, and I'm talking. Is his first name like Leslie? <laughs> like it's the most generic thing. His first name is John. Oh, I mean, uh, uh, okay. I can understand why, like John Ad. Okay, but like. Is it L E I G H? A S H L E Y. Oh, yeah. Standard spelling. Okay. Standard, yeah. But I, I'm up in Canada. I'm talking to one of the guys up there that normally communicates with him via email. And I'm talking, you know, I mentioned Ash. I'm like, yeah, Ash, blah, blah, blah. You know, he can do this. And then the guy's like, wait, Ash, you, he? Ashley's a man? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, boy. I don't want to know what you've He's been saying. He's a man, him. baby. <laughs> Um, my cat's name is Sebastian. She's a good girl, and it confuses every single vet. Yeah, like, like he is like, well, actually, no, it's a girl, but she's fancy. She needed a fancy name. Yeah, you know, in the UK, uh, Beverly is a very common male name. Oh, there's a lot of UK names that are like English men, but American women. I know like out here like Shannon and, and I was just going to say Shannon is my uncle. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. There's I'm like, giving way too much purse. People are going to find out stuff about me. Like, all right, like, now what street did you live on? And what was the name of your first pet? <laughs> 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 trying to remember. There's a member of uh deaf leopard who had a uh, very, very feminine first name that you, uh, Oh, Vivian. Vivian Campbell. Yeah, I don't see. Yeah, Viv, yeah. Irish. Vivian's an Irish name. I guess oh, it's accepted okay. as a male name out, out there. Carol, too. A lot of old guys are named Carol. You know, famous I don't know any, I've never met one. You've never met an old guy named Carol? I've met one. Oh, no. Carl. Carl. Close, close, but. No, okay. <laughs> famous Carol. Carol Connor. 
Yep. Carol Shelby, the guy that, uh, you know, made the Shelby uh, Cobra for uh, Ford. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, there you go. If you are uh, planning on having children, uh, do give them the worst imaginable name. Set them up for a life of misery. And then uh, when they, the second they are legal age, they will immediately petition to change it. And then probably disown you. I've always thought about legally changing my name because I'm just, uh, I'm one of those people. I've gone by Jack my whole life, but legally it's not Jack. Well, yeah, no, legally it's not Jack. Do I want to make it legal? Do I want to have it set up? So I I go by Uh, that and have to worry uh, about it. Is this it's where you tell me your real name's Tom? <laughs> Tom Bodet. <laughs> we'll leave that on for you. That is the second Tom Bodet reference I've heard today. <laughs> Ta-da. It's because just like Amazon and Google, I'm listening. Yeah, oh, t- this is a simulation. T- t- yeah. T- <laughs> Toucher and Rich also made a Tom Bodet reference today. They're talking about someone who had a very similar sounding name, and they had to very quickly come out and say, and that is not the uh, Motel 6 guy. Is it like Tom Cruise, the inventor of the hover round, and Tom Cruise, the actor? Two different guys? Uh, Tom Cruise, someone, I mean, obviously actors do this quite frequently, but he's, uh, I believe his real last name is Mapather. Thomas Mapather the fourth. Yeah, Mapather, yeah. That's not, that's not a name befitting of a Scientologist. <laughs> no. Xenu uh, is a name befitting a Scientologist. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, Zenu is my homeboy. Well, as, as you may know, and we'll get to Elon Musk uh, in a sec, but as, as you know, um, on this show, Mike and I are not fans of the restaurants Olive Garden. No, I am. I am. Even though I'm a mutt, I'm still too Italian for Olive Garden. I haven't been to Olive Garden since that the chicken piccata incident of of aught 17, I think it was. Ever since I ordered chicken piccata and it came with tomatoes. What? That's not chicken piccata. And they tried to tell me it was. Uh, did, did they put like, was it like, they put like, tom- like whole tomatoes on there? Was it like, it was like sliced sauce. It was sliced tomatoes and it wasn't in a lemon sauce. It was, the sauce was more reminiscent of the, the type that you, they do. Like in a Parmesian? A, yeah. Well, like a chicken marin- spino- marinara sauce. Yeah. You familiar with spinocoli? Chicken spinocoli from Uno? Uh, vaguely. I haven't had that in forever. Yeah, because that's a very unique sauce. It's a blend of uh, a few different sauces, and that's like what it was. And I remember calling the server over. I'm like, uh, ordered, what is this? <laughs> yeah, I, I was at, I, I carried them. I'm like, I ordered piccata. And they're like, yeah, that's piccata. I'm like, mm. Some mm. Italian restaurant this is. A quick question for you. But your family. <laughs> yes, Nate. If I say margarita pizza, Fuck yeah! What was what is it? That's it's a pl- basically a plain piece of pizza pie. You've got uh, margarita, so you get your your very basic sauce, slices of pure mozzarella, white mozzarella, and some ba- and some basil. Okay, that's what I got. Okay, what about you, Jack? What do you say? Uh, Bertucci's, uh, which I think is that's a restaurant. Well, I think it's secondly a local <laughs> chain. It's a low. It's a local chain, yes, but they're going bankrupt again. It sucks too because they're starting to close more loca- locations. I've been to Bertucci's in a long time. You That's know, like, why they're closing, you asshole. Well, <laughs> you know what I like about Bertucci's, and how many places do this where they put the single black olive on the middle of your pizza? Just to let you know, that's the middle. <laughs> Slice from here, please. 
That's funny. Uh, they have an absolutely delicious chicken margarita pizza and i think they took it off the menu but they'll still make it for you and oh my word that is in they're big pizzas and i could polish one of those off in one sitting it's that good okay hey, so that's what two it? points right there one he's a fat fuck and two that he orders off the menu like a fucking bougie asshole <laughs> so so what does that consist of um it? it's uh you know it's a good question um because it doesn't have like it's not slathered in tomato sauce but there are like diced tomatoes that are on there um uh i'd say mozzarella cheese okay um, but it's it's but you're not sure yeah it's i've never i've never i've never been asked to describe margarita pizza before. all right so the reason why because i you said karen i i karen a restaurant because i ordered a margarita pizza th- expecting what you gentlemen just described but what i got was the sauce was pesto. That's not, no, no. Okay. okay. Um, the cheese, mozzarella. Okay. Sure. Um, and then they put vinaigrette all over it. Excuse me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Was, now, now I can say I will say that sometimes if you put like a balsamic glaze, like was it like a like a glaze or was it like a vinaigrette? It was just like blah. straight up vinegar. <laughs> Jesus. And I was like, it was the first time when I was at a restaurant where I was like, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to ruin my perfect streak, but I was like, somebody else had to say it for me. This is inedible. I've never had to say those words. I'm ne- I will still haven't. I still, but she's like, he can't eat this. This is, this is not, and I'm like, okay. I looked at the menu and it said margarita pizza, and yeah. it said pesto, mozzarella, vinaigrette. Well, and I was just like, oh, yeah, fuck me, I guess. It should. Yeah, <laughs> if, if, if what was it? And that's the thing with the vinaigrette. It's it's like a balsamic. It shouldn't be a balsamic vinaigrette. It should be a glaze. It should be a balsamic glaze, like a, a very thick balsamic. Almost, um, almost the almost I want to say this almost the consistency of ketchup. I, the, the it thing, shouldn't be very runny. It should it, be no, nice it was, and thick it, and dark. It was runny. It was pretty much similar to what you would put on a, a salad. Oh, but no. I think the thing that got me was the pesto, because like no, the pesto, the, the, it, it just didn't matter. It's like the pesto and the um vinaigrette kind of fought for attention in my palate. It was like, pay attention to me. And then this one was like, pay attention to me. And I was just like, when that happens, it's usually, it usually tastes like vomit. Like there's two flavors that are battling each other. And it's just like, yeah, an acidic mess. Battle for supremacy. in its mouth. Only one shall be the victor. And it is vomitorium. Yep. (laughs) Nice. That was great. That was good. Okay, well, thank you for clearing that up for me. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, so you are right; they are wrong. But okay, uh, cool. yes, I do oh, do have. I have seen a margarita pizza that does have a balsamic glaze on there, not a balsamic vinaigrette. And that's and more it's like usually a very a very light because because balsamic is very strong. It's a very strong flavor. It's very strong. If so, you do, if you drown it, because I've done where I've done like bruschetta, like little pieces. You know, you cut it in slabs, do a little mm-hmm. cheese. You know, you put the uh, tomatoes on there, a little bit of basil, 
and I've got a glaze on there and I put like one or two lines. Sarah loves it and it's good, but you overdo it and it, the balsamic just completely takes over the flavor. You need that just to kind of roll over your tongue. Just and to not, get like that tangness. Yes. Yeah, give you that here. Yeah. Here's a sweet, tang, it's a sweet tang right there. Cause yeah. Balsamic itself is kind of that bitterness that, you know, a little bit too sharp. Mm-hmm. The glaze sweetens it up a little bit. So you get that sweet tang to it. Yeah. Pooty t- a little bit of that pooty tang. <laughs> pooty tang. Uh, what a tie. Just uh, quickly. So the spinocoli sauce, as I was mentioning earlier, yeah, it's like a combination of pesto and uh, Parmesan and I think marinara oh, as Parmesan. well. All right. And then margarita pizza, if you're unfamiliar with it, it's uh, San Marzano tomatoes, mozzarella cheese, fresh basil, salt, and extra virgin olive oil. E-V-O-O. As opposed to extra busted olive oil. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyway, Olive Garden. Uh, Olive Garden sucks. Olive Garden um, uh, never, never, ever, ever, ever frequent in Olive Garden. Um, I, I would still say that their breadsticks are... Uh, very good, but I also haven't been in a very you're a long time. Whore anyway. Hey, look, I judge restaurants uh, when they serve bread based on their bread. At Bertucci's, very good bread. Um, oh, you know what's got uh, very good bread? It's not your average Joe's. If you've ever been, the, yeah, their bread is great. Uh, I know that uh, Nick would uh, say that Texas Roadhouse has the best bread. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. Is that the one where they give you like the cinnamon butter? Yep. Yes. <laughs> but what's great about all these places too is that it's unlimited. Oh yeah, he'll 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 just be like, I don't I don't. We won't even order him food. We'll order yeah. GG food, and he'll eat a little off of GG, and he'll have like four rolls. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, you know what? That's my boy. Nope, that's here's and he'll here's, ask for more to take home. Here's yeah. a little here's a little life hack for all you listeners out there. You go to a restaurant, you get the free bread, you eat as many of those bad boys that you want, and then you get your meal can't finish your meal you guys you got some leftovers but you still got a meal because you ate all of that bread that's how you, you do go. it it's a twofer that's how yep. you do it whenever i go to golden corral they have very good bread and i'll get a, a plate full a dinner size plate full of bread that's how that's good how, the bread dinner size plate. this guy's an animal yeah <laughs> as, I, as i feel my organs bursting at the seams jack doesn't eat till he's full he eats till he hates himself <laughs> classic and then i wreck a toilet Okay, so yeah, Olive Garden sucks. So this audio from WFLA in uh, Florida. Uh, Here we go. Prove it. That's a message from a local restaurant manager to employees. Yeah, no more excuses for calling out sick, even if your dog dies. That was the message sent to Olive Garden employees in Johnson County. Now our investigative reporter, Angie Ricono, has been learning more about this throughout the day. Angie, this email that was sent out doesn't Uh even sound real. Oh, it's real, I know. It's hard to believe that the following message was actually sent out. It is real. It was sent to employees at the Olive Garden on Metcalf. We have the entire rant posted on our website. Here is just a part of it. We are no longer tolerating any excuse for calling off. If you are sick, you need to come prove it to us. If your dog died, you need to bring him in and prove it to us. If it's a, quote, family emergency and you can't stay, too bad, go work somewhere else. 
If you only want morning shifts, too bad, go work at a bank. If anyone from here on out calls out more than once in the next 30 days, you will not have a job. The manager goes on to discuss her perfect work record and that she worked when she was sick. Another time she wrecked and totaled her car, but she still made it to work on time. The manager goes on to thank those who do come in every day and on time and work hard, and she wishes there were more like them. So here is a response from Darden. Darden is the corporation which owns numerous restaurant chains, including the Olive Garden. Quote, we strive to provide a caring and respectful work environment for our team members. This message is not aligned with our company's values. We can confirm we have parted ways with this manager. <laughs> we have not been able to connect directly with the manager who sent this to hear from her about this post and her frustrations. Angie Riccono, KCTV5 News. Mm, love that ending. <laughs> nice dessert. Yeah. I mean, that's... Uh, that's a great palate cleanser right there. That Exactly. Exalts. Now, it's obviously more because of the, uh, I guess, the franchisee, not necessarily that of Olive Garden, but it's going to fall back on Olive Garden. Like, when people think about restaurants like this, they don't think about, like... Who the franchises that owns the location, they're going to look at the corporate umbrella, the brand. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, that's just, in my opinion, some much needed bad PR. Unlimited oh, salad and Schadenfreude. Oh, so good. <laughs> Does uh, kind of take you back, though. Uh, nightmares of retail management. Oh, oh my. God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, it, it's especially since COVID, man. You you cannot you cannot manage the way you did before COVID. People are done with your bullshit. It's true. I never really thought about it until yeah. Yep. That's yep. true. People it, are just it, like, it, the, fine, fuck it. I'll just go somewhere else. Exactly. <laughs> the, the, the the simmering hatred was still there, mm -hmm. but the actionable fuck you really brought it out in COVID. There, you know, every beforehand was like, fuck, I'm just gonna grin and bear it. Let's fucking power through. Fuck, I hate this job. I fucking want to burn it to the ground, but I'm sticking with it. Now, oh, you're going to be like this? Fuck you. I'm going to shit on your desk and leave. Good luck cleaning it up. Everybody else quit because they saw me shit on the desk and hate you too. That's the, yeah, that's the other thing is like a lot of people are like joining too. Like if somebody does, if something happens, it's like, okay, you just lost a bunch of people. It's not just like one person that's like, oh, this wasn't cool. They're like, nah, you fucked over my boy. So I'm out too. Yep. Yep. Oh, you're going to be a dick about things. We'll be a dick on your own because now you're going to literally carry the entire store. Have fun. Yep. That's uh, what happened when Kate left GameStop. You know, Kate worked at GameStop for about five years and they fired their district manager, who was a very nice man, by the way. He's the reason why we were able to do all those uh, broadcasts from all of garden can you imagine <laughs> GameStop uh, during those Call of Duty releases, but uh, they fired him. And then the guy that came in that replaced him was so bad that uh, her entire store quit in protest. Yeah, because yeah. at what point you're like, I work at GameStop. I cannot find another job. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's kind of what happened to me at Bed Bath & Beyond. So he had a manager come in and he tried to micromanage things way too much. He also really didn't give a shit about his employees. People and don't quit their jobs. They quit their management. That's, yep. that's why I left my last job. Uh, well, problem is, Nate, you're also telling everyone about Beyond. 
and you're not supposed to talk about beyond. Yeah, that's that's that says for premium level members only. But that's where I worked. I was the beyond. <laughs> Nate, I remember you working up at Circuit City. I did work at Circuit City. <laughs> Which is now that a Best Buy. A, that was once upon a time. Yeah. I, I got a, a cool track record. I worked for Circuit City and that store is gone. And now I worked I worked at Bed Bath and Beyond and that store is gone. Well, somehow the Bed Bath and Beyond near me is like the only one that's still open. Yeah. That one open near me still, actually, too. Yeah. And you know what? Every time I go in there, I always end up buying a bunch of extra shit that I like I didn't need, but I can always find a use for. It's a useful store. It really is. And they sell, yeah. you know, you know what they do? They sell K cups there, Keurig cups that you cannot yeah. find anywhere else. Yeah. They sell a lot of varieties. I know that. I was the shipping and receiving guy. So I know I touched all the things. <laughs> I remember going there. Even when he didn't need to. He would touch all uh, of the I things. had to. I remember had going to. there. Uh, it was your late 2020 or early 2021. And people like in line, like there was a huge line. It was suffering from what every other retail outlet was and is suffering from staffing shortages. So uh, probably about a solid dozen people in line waiting and all of them nicest people in the world just being so polite to one another and it was just it's always the question of how many of these people used to work in retail and understand yeah mm-hmm. yep you know what i do is whenever i'm at the supermarket if uh given the opportunity i'll i'll bag my own groceries because i used to do that and i uh because you, you whenever I, at least whenever i go to the supermarket do you judge if there's a bagger there do you judge them silently never never well, oh, I do. I do. Because I'm like, all right, this guy's a good bagger. He knows what the fuck he's doing. This guy, fucking rookie. Uh, fucking rookie. Usually the worst baggers are the ones that are also on the register because they're rushing. They're trying to get it done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can uh, see that. That's on, fair. On top of ringing people out when they have a line. And the problem is because I'm... Uh, now, Mike, I'll, I'll preface this by saying there is there there are two market baskets well one that's opening soon but there's another one that's not too far away from me and i think it's actually the farthest like the the one that's like farthest west in massachusetts and i might give them a try okay soon um but i I imagine market basket is a little better equipped for this sort of stuff uh the places i go to never are rarely is there a dedicated bagger at, at what they call the till uh, I, I go, I go to market basket and I rarely have uh, depending on the hour of the day. I rarely have a, uh, a closed lane. They've got fucking all 20 of them open on the weekends. If, oh, that's nice. if only Shaw's and stop and shop were that nice. I oh, Shaw's closed down because people were pissed. There's like one person there. You're like, and they were so fucking slow. Beep. I would be slow too if I was the only one. I'd be like, fuck yeah. this place. Yep. The Shaw's near me finally got with the times and installed self checkout. Yeah, there is no self checkout at Market Basket, and I like it that way. Yep, I do like that they have with the uh, express lanes. There's like different like tiers of express. Yep, twelve twelve only or twenty only. Yep, yep. Uh, I, I will say, I wore this carefully, but I I mean it with all uh, due respect. The best, most competent baggers at the supermarket are those with special needs, because you know why? It takes a little bit more to train them, but once you train them, they're fucking golden yeah and they take it seriously because that's oh like, yeah they, they're they, like oh, this is my fucking job i'm not fucking up yeah and some of the best workers um they, they really fucking care it's like 
like so many the my my girlfriend works with one that uh it's just a delight just always like in a good mood and it's just i don't know yeah uh saying so if because i always do if given the opportunity i always bag my own groceries because a i did that for years and it's helping out the cashier the cashier's always love it when i jump in and start doing it uh and if you ever do it yourself build a box that's all you gotta do when you're bagging your groceries just build a box build the base you know put the bot you know anything that's in uh, literally are, is, are you papering or plastering it i i use reusable bags oh, I, always, oh, I, I, don't I, think they, I don't have plastic anymore near me and yeah in worcester they it depends uh, it depends on your city now yeah. whether it's paper plastic or reusables Yep, Worcester, uh, and I think Auburn too. Um, Bandit, so you can only do paper. But I always bring uh, my yeah. pile of reusable Target bags. They charge I, you now. I've got the um, the the hot cold bag, the thermal mm-hmm. one. Uh, Mike, you were the one that told me about that, so I went out and got myself one. It's perfect for ice cream. Yeah. But when you're when you're bagging On those, those hot days, <laughs> yeah. Well, if you uh, you know, if you're bagging and you have things like uh, cereal boxes, for example, always start with those and put them on the side because mm-hmm. it helps build out everything, and then you just stack everything, everything in the middle. Yeah, it's 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 uh, not. And you put the heavy things on the bottom and the lighter things towards the top, so the things don't get crushed. Yep, it's not rocket like science. It's usually just you're under a time crunch because you can't you can't spend too much I time tr- trying I try to, to figure to it out. I try to preload the conveyor belts for them so they don't have to think. Yeah. They go, all right, all the cold shit, because you know that all the frozen stuff they want to put together. I'm like, all right, here's all the frozen shit. Here's all the refrigerated meats that all go together. All right, here's your big boxy shit, and here's your fruits. Go. Hey, if we play our cards right, we be, we could become like a, the recommended video for somebody who searches like how to bag groceries. <laughs> and then it just like gives like the little segment. It's like, this is your clip. And like right here, it'd be like, your suggested clip has ended. <laughs> But there's so this Olive Garden thing made me think of this sign that I've seen posted on uh, Reddit from time to time. And I can't tell if it's real, but because it's it's not just written hastily on a computer in Microsoft Word and printed out and laden with typos. It's it looks like it's like something you'd buy at a novelty store, but it's titled Company Policies. Uh, Sick Days. We no longer accept a doctor's note as proof of sickness. If you are able to go to the doctor... You are able to come to work. Personal. Uh, the, the irony of that, I want a sick note, but I don't want you to be able to go to get a sick note. Yep. Uh, personal days. Oh, by the way, the, the Burger King that uh, was in the town that we grew up in, Grafton, uh, because I knew several people that worked there, Fro included, um, they operated on that policy. Made no sense. There's a reason why it's that's, not. That's awesome because I want somebody sick coughing onto my burger. There's a reason why it's not there anymore. Uh, personal days. Each employee will receive 104 personal days a year. They are uh, called uh, Saturday and Sunday. Yep. Yeah. Uh, vacation days. All employees will take their vacation at the same time every year. Vacation days are as follows. January 1st, Memorial Day, July 4th, Labor Day, December 25th. Yeah, I don't think that's even enough for the federal holidays, but okay. Uh, there's a uh, Twitter account called Fuck You, I Quit, which uh, is uh, full of things like this. And that's initially where I saw the Olive Garden uh, ah, thing before I, I, it went viral. Anti, anti-work. Anti-work on, is great. Yep, yeah, on Reddit. Mm-hmm. When I was I was done with uh, working at 
uh, WB, I joined anti work just so I could uh, not vent my frustrations there, but I just I needed to find solace in people going I'm through similar alone. things. Yeah, just knowing I wasn't the only one out there in the world. Um, okay, uh, quickly, uh, Elon Musk he sucks. We all. Oh, this is gonna, this is going to be longly. i really want to sink my teeth into this all right well elon musk um i mean i guess i can preface it i have audio from dave Chappelle's show when they brought elon out is is that what sparked this thing what like well what elon like because elon spent the weekend like posting stuff about prosecuting fauci and then going off about transgender people and did it did it start was it triggered by him at Chappelle's performance and getting booed i i don't know all i know is that he started being very defensive for somebody who's almost the richest man in the world uh, on his own platform like a fucking bitch baby yeah all, yeah. all i know almost yes. All the, all, the, all the Elon stands can come at, and, you know, and, and attack me for not being a rich motherfucker. Whatever. At least so. I didn't name my kid AEX12 fuck slap backslash motherfucker. Ampersand. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Before we jump into it, here's the audio from uh, Chappelle's performance. Um, it's a little bit long. It's a couple of minutes long, but uh, I'll preface it with... He bans cameras at his show. Obviously, most comedy shows do that, so you're not recording the stuff, but there was a good egg out there who snuck in a device. <laughs> not all heroes wear capes. And the audio is a little garbage, but I think you can largely make out what's being, uh, what's being said. So here we go. I don't want to hurt you. Make some noise for the richest man in the world. Ooh. 
There you go. Uh, yeah, a lot of booze. Yeah, yeah. it was ninety percent cheers, ten percent booze. I saw he posted that. <laughs> and the other thing is, I've been hearing that he's been taking down people's accounts who post that video. Yeah, like so oh. much for his his a bulwark of free speech, huh, bitch? Yeah, it's so annoying. Such a fragile fucking ego. It's in the same when people were posting like parody accounts of him. It's like. I get it. You own you you own the company. You fuck you. Do whatever you want. But like, it's such. Don't it, be a fucking I hate, hypocrite. I hate hypocrisy, man. It's like, oh, you could say whatever you want. Okay, fuck you. All right, you can't say that. Yep. To me, I think you the, can say that to anybody else but me. Uh, I mean, not, yeah. not not that I'm like trying to grasp at straws for things that he's done correctly, but he at least booted Kanye off the platform. Yeah, that's fair. I. Really, the only like just... he booted Kanye, but not for nothing. Uh, the uh, extreme Nazism that has been on Twitter since he's, he's taken over is shot up five hundred percent. So yeah, <laughs> really, he he just he he eradicated a mouthpiece, a very big mouthpiece, but it's not yeah. obviously it doesn't solve the larger issue. Uh, I also think that Elon's just he's just trolling everybody. I, I feel like really that it is. Dave, Dave too. I feel that I feel a lot from Dave Chappelle that he's just kind of doing things now to like piss people off. That seems yes, to be like his thing. But I mean, at it's least still Dave, great. Yeah, that's the thing. Dave, Dave at least is almost like he's in on his own joke. Yeah, yeah. I took me. It took me. I will admit, it took me a minute to understand that that is the joke. Because it just seemed like he was just being like annoying just to piss off liberals. Yeah. Because that's the bit. But like if you really, really dig into it, you can see that there's a lot of things that he's unearthing. And I was like, okay, I still don't think it's funny, (laughs) but I mean, I respect him for doing it, but I think he's better than that. I think he's smarter and I think he's more clever than that. And it's kind of disappointing. Do you think that Chappelle has figured out how to how to cross the line, but at the same time not get canceled as a result? Like how how to react to and handle the criticism that comes with his comments and his views on things? He's very smart. He knows. He knows how he to. Because yeah, the his the the anti-trans. You know, he was getting close to people getting, and he just he he I don't know. He just surfed the wave. He figured out how to surf that wave of getting the anger and not getting the overwhelming, you know, calls for cancelization. It just, you know, it was, I don't know. Well, I don't he, know how, but he he's really, I mean, he's really smart and he's really like well-written. I think that's how he does it because if you think about it, he says things that are just so wrong but also like true so, socially aware like, at the same like yeah like like yeah yeah that's that's a better way of putting it's it maybe not true. socially conscious like he's not being like a social warrior but he's just this is right the, the, I'm, I'm exposing this is, what this part is of exactly is that's that's exactly what i was trying to say like he's saying like like his whole snl speech when he was talking about like you know 
who runs the media and everything like that. Like he was mocking the trope that people, the stereotypes, but he does it in a way that sounds like he's supporting it. So he kind of gets away with both. He appeals to people to the people who are like anti, you know, Semitic and everything like that, because they're like, they see it as, Oh, I see what he's, he's against the Jews. Okay. And then the people who really set time to dissect it, it's like, Oh, he's doing commentary of those people. So he wins both crowds because he talks about both at the same time. He's, playing both sides at the same time it's it's frustrating (laughs) because it's like you you want to hate him but he's really good at it yeah do you think that him disappearing for several years and then coming back like only helped yeah i guess like put this shield up around him where he can do this and effectively get away with it Honestly, I think like he just is getting away with it because he's just, he's very, he's a master of his craft. Like he's saying things that are really controversial, but there's a, there's two sides to it. Always. There's always the two sides to it. Yeah. Like to the, to the point where you question which side he's really on. Like it's hard to tell what side he's on, whether he's just unearthing harsh truths or if he's just being an asshole. Cause it seems like he's doing both. <laughs> he seems and like he's a truth telling asshole. I mean not not no but not yes because <laughs> he's he's doing he's bringing up like unnecessary things and he's but it's all topical. I don't know. It's, it's very complicated for me. This is why I wanted to talk about it because like I am on the, the stands of like, it's annoying to me, but also I respect what he does. Cause I'm a comedian as well, but also fuck him, but also I respect him, but also he needs to shut the fuck up. Well, there's gotta, also, <laughs> yeah. there's gotta be something about, like like SNL will bring him on after every major election. Mm-hmm. So that's when he's because they just know that like he's the voice he's, of America. Because yeah, his monologue is what people are going to they're going to drive to. I mean, yeah, you could tune into Colbert, you know, every night you could watch but the Daily Show. Get. But uh, it, it's almost like we want to hear what Chappelle has to say about it in the wake of it. Well, so here's the thing about Chappelle and a lot of it has to do with the way the media drives it. And I'm not going to be like one of those, like, Oh, the media, blah, blah, blah. But it's, there's some truth to the fact that like, okay, if you watch like news outlets talk about his SNL monologue, they pick some things that he says out of context out of, out of context or they don't supply the entire thing of it and you're like okay so they are they know that they can use him as a, a tool to craft whatever narrative they want and i think dave's in on it too he knows that they're gonna pick and choose what he says so he can win on both sides like okay they're gonna use this stuff 
and they're going to use this stuff. It's all promotional, whether it's good press or bad press. It's yeah, it's press. He's he's winning from both sides because he's triggering the anger from the people and he's getting it out of context, which is proving his point. So he's like becoming self-fulfilling. I still think it's garbage. I think it's like, I'm not a fan of that. I mean, I, I, I think you can punch up, not punch down. I think he's also perpetuating a lot of hate, which I think is stupid and lame. I don't, I'm not a fan of that. He's too um, good to be punching down. Yeah, he saying. is. He's way too smart and way too clever. And I, he says so many things that are really funny and really well written. And I just feel like now he's not really trying because he doesn't have to because he knows how to play the game now. He's figured out the game. And when he's, he's just playing it the way that it's played. If that makes any sense at all. Oh, it does. It like, does. But does it affect like, you know, like the sketches that he does, for example, and like the, the, the bits that he does during his comedy shows or like when he's on SNL and he unearths the old Chappelle show bits or even like going back and watching old Chappelle show episodes. Does 2022 Dave Chappelle affect how you see him in that regard? A little bit because like it's kind of disappointing to see where he's at now. Because to see where he's come from like he almost seems like he's channeling George Carlin a little bit like which is a great thing to be compared to but knowing the ups and downs of Carlin too is what people forget right exactly it's it's like okay there's all sorts of different types of comedy so I'm not one to say what's the right way to do it and what's the wrong way but I'm just saying like like he's he does things that I like. He does things that I really can't stand, and I'm kind of pissed off at him because he knows what he's doing. He he's not just like oh I didn't know that I, he this is his plan. He's set out to do this, and this is what he's decided he wants to do, and this is the direction he wants to go, and he has all the right to do that. It's let I'll let him live whatever life he wants to live. But it doesn't mean I have to not be disappointed. That's a double negative, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Like, I, I just, you know, it's it's smart writing, but at the same time, it's lazy. If that can make any sense at all, then take I'm, it for what it I'm is. just take it for what it is. But I, I just feel like that's me when it comes to comedy. There's like, okay there's certain things that you can do in comedy where, okay, right now you have a, a plate of what are the topics going on right now? You have Kanye, you have Musk, you have Twitter, you have like the political shit, you have whatever's topical. And then you make jokes from that. That's pretty much what a majority of comedians like to do smart. But then it's like a lot of the same opinions regurgitated over and over again. And just kind of seems like it's sinks into the abyss of just white noise. Yeah, exactly. Like I want to see people. I want to see more like Andy Kaufman's like people who take risks and do weird shit. And nothing, I mean that nothing beats wrestling women. 
Do it. Nothing beats coughing, getting on stage and going, I have cancer, and this being the reaction. Yeah. The poor guy. Uh, That's a a great bit, man. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. I got shot. I got shot. Oh, yeah. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I just, I, I see, and I'm not, if I'm not shitting on comedians for talking about topical things. It is the sure way to, to be successful because people want to hear that people. It's like, basically when you take those topics, you're basically doing cover songs Do you think- and, and knowing how to get the correct reactions out of the crowd that you want to. Exactly. And how many, I mean, you can go to a you can simulcast every single comedy show right now tonight. And, 50% of them are going to have at least same, if not similar jokes about yeah. something topical. It's a question of how is it crafted subtly different to make it a better joke? Exactly. You can only and talk about lot- the, one thing the same way, a certain amount of times before it's just, eh. yeah. Who, it's who just in, like, okay, yeah, I've heard that. Oh, you're incites, being edgy. Yeah. Who incites the most controversy at the end of the day? I mean, yeah, that's, that is mix that in with some, Dick and cum jokes, and there you go. Right, you got an op- Dick you got. and cum. It's almost every single one. It's just who 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 in this room of comedians is the most racist, the most sexist, that's another one, the or, most or transphobic. Who, who does who finds the line, and that's that's the rule. That's the job in comedy is to is, find the line. Is how far can you go? How far close can you approach the line? How how much can you tiptoe on that line or jump over the line? Hey, that's my Twitter handle. Um, and and you know maintain, you know, a, a happy audience or any I would say happy an engaged audience. It's exactly it doesn't have to be a happy audience. It has to be an engaged because if you're not engaged with your audience, you're dead. Having uh-huh. good publicity or bad publicity is still publicity. Having no publicity, dead in the Sucks. water. Yep. It's interesting you bring that up because I was reading earlier about. Michael Richards uh, uh, from Seinfeld um, <laughs> and it all stemmed from uh, just doing some research on Festivus in general because we're I think if it's not Festivus it's we're, we're approaching it 23rd of uh, December is Festivus okay. and we can do the airing of grievances if you'd like I would love to there's a uh, I got a lot of problems with you people and you're all going to hear about them but <laughs> uh, Michael Richards you know you knew him in 2006 when he went off on a on a black heckler at it was a comedy show, and that moment just damaged, like irreparably damaged his career. And a few he years did. later, he did an episode of Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee with Seinfeld, and Richards talked about it, and he even said, like, this is how I could have handled it differently. I should have done this. Which, obviously, anyone who's in a situation like that is going to think about it, like, oh, I, I could have handled this differently. I could have just, like, kept my mouth shut or just left the stage. Um, but instead, he just chose to do what he did, which was become a flaming racist. And that's, like, you know, knowing where the line is. And then there's the comedians out there who they toe the line. There's some that cross the line. And then there's Richards, who's doing the, like, the Olympic leap of faith across over the line how how far can i jump i mean i've been doing comedy for a year so i'm in no means an expert but there tends to be a trend to stay away from words that have double g's yeah those finger waggers (laughs) see now we just got canceled 
Good job, Mike. Um, yeah, that's right, because uh, now uh, you're going to give me the eyes of double daggers. The category and, and- is people who annoy you. Yeah. Stanley, the only reason Daddy used that word is that he thought he would win money. Yep, that's a good point, Nate. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a rule in a lot of clubs. They say like, okay, like you, we're all about free speech here, but we there are two two words we don't allow here, and they they have G's, double G's, and those are the ones we draw the line with. Wait, two, like, two. What's the other one? It starts with an F. An F? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. You know, that because I wouldn't, you know, it's sad or yeah. hilarious. It's not even in my lexicon. Oh, yeah. It, it's like, yeah. a, it's a middle school. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's so vocabulary. Yeah. Wait. There's so many better ways. There's so many other creative words. Hold on. There, yeah. There's three words with double G's that you can't say. Is two. Two. Okay. Because yeah. I can think of two, there, but there's no, there's no others. Uh, Are you thinking of a third one? I mean, I, I, I mean, that's the, the two that <laughs> the, the F and the N are the, the that's ones the only ones. That, that, yeah. Those are the ones, ones that of. are the no, no's in the clubs. So Mo fucker. No, that's not. I'm just thinking of like Mr. Krabs on uh SpongeBob when they're talking about the seven dirty words. And then Mr. Krabs is yeah. like 11. If you're a sailor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you think Elon is like, he really believes like what he said early Sunday uh, about like m- my pronouns are prosecute and Fauci. Like, do you, do you think he really believes that? Or is he saying it just to fuck with people and just to, I, just to piss people off? I think he's, I think it's more option two, but the problem is he's doing it in a way that is harmful because so many, like, it's not just a random asshole going, my, my pronouns are, or fuck and you. <laughs> I'm edgy. My pronouns are attack helicopter. <laughs> um, it's because he's got such a fucking following and he's such a public figure. That's when it becomes problematic. It's it's like yelling fire in a crowded theater. What reaction are you going to get? If you're in an empty theater and yell, yell fire, you're not going to get arrested, right? No one else is going to do shit. You're not going to cause a stampede. If you're in a packed audience going fire ah, and everybody you know, tramples each other and dies, it's a different story. Same thing. If you know, random asshole does that, no one gives a shit. He does it. It, it, it. You get all these. It's the same reason somebody went with an AR-15 to a fucking pizza joint to you know, liberate all the goddamn kids that are getting molested in a, in a basement that doesn't exist. You know? Yeah. It's the same misinformation. It, it's, it's that slippery slope. It's circling back to what we were talking about with Kanye being on Twitter. I mean, he's a mouse because he's a shitty comedian <laughs> and he tries to be funny. And just because you're rich doesn't mean you're funny and he's not fucking funny. Did, yeah. did we always think Elon was this way? Like say like five I years ago. I don't think so. No. I don't think we realized it. I thought he was more, we, I think we, I too, he was more of an innovator. He had some yeah. outlandish ideas. We kind of didn't, you know, we kind of pushed aside the blood money from his dad, uh, but you know, whatever, right? He's an American now. He's that doing happens. good things. He's he's took on the name of Tesla because Tesla was an innovator, thinking about society and bringing humanity up. And now it's just like he's just being a petulant man boy. 
Yeah. And his products are getting worse quality. Yeah. Yep. Oh boy, do I love going on Twitter and seeing people canceling their Tesla truck pre-orders. <laughs> Is but, it ever going to get fucking made? I mean, Jesus. Yeah. At this stage, who knows? Well, anyway, because of the shortage, uh, it could be that, or because because of, or because he is just a bad business. He, he overhypes things way too soon, and he's like, "That's going to be out next year." And it was like, "Dude, dude, you don't even have the prototypes. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? It's a, it's also uh, it was a cardboard model you were staying in front of. <laughs> it's also just an ugly fucking vehicle too. It's like the Homer. It's when Homer is allowed to design his own car." The only thing that would make it the, the, the Tesla truck great is if the horn was La Cucaracha. True. <laughs> I will say that I am a big fan of the idea of like saying fuck you to the oil companies that are just raising the prices because they can. Yeah, yes, that that see that's the thing. I get it's tough. I get behind him for stuff like that. We want to be not getting into oil. Yes, lithium mining is fucking problematic. I understand. Stop jerking off into the oil rigs, Texas. All right. Fucking. I know. I know. All right. It's not a perfect answer, but it's an answer to incremental. It's the best we've got right now. Mm-hmm. I would love it if like, you know, not necessarily Tesla's, but you know, just everybody was just like, all right, fuck all. Like, fuck you guys for raising up your gas prices for no goddamn reasons fuck you we're done like i would love there to be a consequence to that they tried putting a consequence in congress and the republicans were like no we don't want that and everybody else was like "Uh, dude they literally have the most profit ever yeah there's no reason for it to be the prices that oh it's pure capital it's pure capital it's gonna trickle down yeah and meanwhile we're over here like complaining about like three four five dollar gas where elsewhere there's like eight dollar gas and it's like oh yeah people like oh it's it's, they take pictures of fucking europe and it's like oh look it's only a dollar fifty i'm like yeah it's a dollar fifty a liter you dipshit (laughs) it's not a dollar fifty a gallon oh it's metric huh what does that mean that goddamn metric system (laughs) i mean i think that means four is eight eight is 27 (laughs) inflammable means flammable what a country Uh, that's uh, one thing I, I don't like about going to California besides the occasional catastrophic wildfires oh, yeah, that's is fucking the gas. immensely expensive. Uh, yeah. Anytime I are they, need they gas. Are they still at five or are they uh, pockets at seven right now? Oh, uh, that is a good question because I know we've been going down. I think we're finally like I, I've, I've been seeing like I'm between... sub three. I'm sub three. Nice. I paid two ninety wow. two eighty nine technically. But yeah. Two ninety. Is that gas. with points or no, that, that wasn't with up? points straight oh. up. Straight the fuck up. Good. No second dick. Good. Uh, I mean, it always comes back down, right? I mean, never, never. Well, it's winter. It's winter time too. So there's generally speaking, the prices shallow down and then they'll go back up in the summertime. The problem is based on the price of a barrel of oil, they shouldn't be where they are. Right. Yeah. When I, they can because they're douches. Yeah. When I was working in radio and only making minimum wage, I would only put $20 in my gas tank because that was like pretty much all I could afford. <laughs> but I was never, but I was never filling my tank. I was always going uh, maybe like three fourths of the way. And oh, ga- three fourths of the way. <laughs> well, well, gas recently, I remember I was also driving a Hyundai Accent hatchback too. So that was what, like an <laughs> Is it eight? a manual transmission too? It was. There you go. You get extra mileage on the manuals. Yep. So that, and it had like an eight gallon tank, maybe a 10 gallon. But, 
gas getting so expensive recently i started doing that again because it was just like i i don't want to be paying 50 dollars to fill my tank i mean like i know i appreciate you still have to fill it up eventually buddy you're gonna be putting the money in no matter what yeah Yeah. i know i'm i'm sort of preaching to the choir here but it's just we we were at that point thankfully i don't i'm starting to commute a lot more now but for non-work related reasons um hi becky but (laughs) um there's been uh you know it's it's not like i have to fill up every three days i mean if it Um, wasn't for my kids i'd still have my motorcycle Oh, I'd still, and I'd still commute. I'd still anywhere I could go, I'd go motorcycle. That's 50, 60 miles to the gallon. Yeah, but you could you know, you have to get a little older. I'm sure you could procure another one, right? Uh, I'm sure I could. The, the point is it's <laughs> doing stuff on a motorcycle when there's kids involved is far more, you know, it's far more common to have a car needed than it is to have a motorcycle. You don't want to have the sidecar? <laughs> uh, if I move and have a larger garage, I'll definitely get a sidecar. I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, or or I'll have the trike that has like the bench seat in the back behind me. I don't know what it what it is you call it, but my father uh, had this attachment for a bicycle because he's a he's a cyclist, and it effectively turned your your standard bike into a tandem bike. Oh, was the one that has like the, it was attached at the seat post and it went down to where like you could sit on the back and yeah. pedal with it, pedal with them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. But we we would like uh, pedal around town on that thing, and it would always uh, stop and stare. Would always get people looking. Didn't know what this uh, crazy ass contraption was. All that thing needed was like a propeller to just like take off just start you as you're as you're as you're pedaling you're you're powering the the propeller and now you're flying you're in a flying contraption i would love that yeah, the propellers on the top of your hat Ooh, go go gadget do you remember the calvin and hobbs arc when calvin really wanted the propeller beanie yes from the cereal box and he finally gets it and like he was basing the entire experience just off of these like his imagination basically he thought all I have to do is put the thing on and I'll be able to fly around. And yep. then he breaks it during assembly, finally gets it fixed and then it doesn't fly away. I just love how the whole thing was just a metaphor for false expectations. I mean, that's childhood for you, but we also are fine with just playing in a box. Oh my God. It's so funny to watch. Hey, just remember scientific progress goes boink. Yep. It, it do. All right. Uh, very good. Uh, let's call it with that. Uh, Yay. uh, Nate, I, I hope you got your, uh, your Elon and Chappelle opinions out there as many, as many as you could muster anyway. I think so. I think I was fair. <laughs> fair and Tough, balanced, but fair. Fuck Chappelle. He's great. Right. Well, Nate, <laughs> thank you for being here. Thank you for doing the thing. Thank you for letting me vent. Uh, Mike, thank you. You're welcome. Good to see you as always. And for the rest of you, thank you for listening. We will talk at you next time. See you. Bye. Goodbye. Manifestation may not have happened.